Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, episode 37. The True Adventure Podcast is the podcast where you already know that Mother Nature is crucial in becoming the best version of yourself. So we're going to take that to the next level. Here, we learn how to use Mother Nature's lessons to grow, excel, and become our truest self. So let us do just that. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Karina Baldwin. I am so happy you are here. I have a very special episode for you. I am bringing you another guest interview, and this one is the first ever two-guest interview. I am so excited. These two women have joined me on this podcast, and they are incredible. They are some of my favorite adventure buddies. I have gone out of the country with both of them uh, to Canada and uh, all over Washington State with both of them and even one of them under the sea. So I'm very excited to share all this information that they have with you, all of their experiences about moving around the country. Both of them started on on the East Coast a little bit and then made their way out here. One of them is originally from California. So I'm just so excited to share their life story and their adventure story. And it truly is and was such a gift to have them on the podcast. And today's episode will be nothing short of amazing for you. So listen in. But before we get right into that interview, I wanted to remind you that all 2023 hiking, adventure, yoga retreats have all been launched Okay, so head down to the show notes and you can go check them out. Go see where we're going. We're going to Zion National Park, Big Sky, Montana, Leavenworth, Washington. We are doing some crazy adventures like summiting Angel's Landing in Zion National Park. We are going uh, whitewater rafting in Big Sky, Montana, and some river floating and hiking the enchantments, a portion of the enchantments in Leavenworth. So there is an adventure out there for everyone. So go head to my website. It's just karinasyoga.com slash retreats. And you're able to check out every single retreat that we have and which one is going to be the best fit for you. You can schedule a consult call. So keep in mind of what kind of adventure you want to go on on this consult call. It is 45 minutes. You and me are going to sit down and we're going to figure out which one will be the best fit for you. So whether it is more of an adventure hiking one, whether it is more of a river flow, but I still want to push my body on Leavenworth or you love cooking, you head to Zion National Park where Chef Joe is doing cooking class for us. So there is something for you. So let us pick the best retreat together. We are working together through this. All right. And if you already have one that you're like, no, my heart's set on this one. Perfect. Let's talk about it. Let's see how you can get adventuring today and not having to wait for that adventure and yoga retreat. I am so excited to have these adventures with you. The January retreat was amazing. I am gearing up for Baja retreat in just three weeks. So I am in retreat mode (laughs) the last few months. So I am so excited to just continue on this and have you on one of our wonderful adventures. I cannot wait. All right, my friends, let us head into the interview. I cannot wait for you to meet my two friends. All right, let's get started. Welcome, friends. I have two very exciting guests because they are two of my very good friends. I am so happy that they are here. My name is Karina Baldwin. I am your host for the True Adventure podcast. And today I have some very um, fun friends that are my good adventure buddies. (laughs) Um, And my first one that I have is Maddie Pickett. She is a mechanical engineer at Research Labs that does ocean and Arctic research. She's a split boarder, a backpacker, a scuba diver, a mountaineer, a traveler, and an overall adventurer. Honestly, Maddie, what don't you do in the outdoors, to be completely honest? Like, tell me a little bit more (laughs) about you or what you do. How'd you get into these things? Like, so many things is on that list. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Maddie. I, I grew up in California. Um, I love the ocean. That has just always been my passion. Um, but I did grow up kind of backpacking and uh, camping, hiking and all that. 
then I moved to Boston for college and didn't really like it there as much. The West Coast <laughs> is the best coast. So I moved yeah, back and I live in Seattle now. <laughs> I love it. And we'll get into like all these different sports for sure. I would love to hear more of each of those labels and each of those adventure, you know, packages, categories, I guess. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to also introduce Caitlin, Caitlin Whedon. She is also a mechanical engineer that works in the aerospace design industry. Outside of work, you can find her with a camera in her hand somewhere in the mountains. Trust me, it never leaves her hands, my friends. Um, she loves to hike, backpack, ski, paddleboard, climb, and pretty much anything outdoorsy. She also has probably tried it and done it as well. So welcome, Caitlin. Welcome, Maddie. Caitlin, tell me a little bit more about you. Thanks for having me, Karina. Hi, guys. Yeah. I'm Caitlin. Um, so I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up on the East Coast and uh, sophomore year of college, I took a trip out to Washington and I was like, oh my gosh, these mountains, like I need to be in them. And then I ended <laughs> up out here after college and just it was like a natural progression um growing up and doing all the outdoorsy things like living on the AT and stuff like that no not actually living on it but like we lived like right next to it right next to it yeah. I love it so fun so all of us at some point have spent time on the east coast and still we were like mm, let's make our way back over here yes. so Maddie was your job the reason that you came back over here or was it like really you were like oh I just need to get back to the west coast and so therefore you searched for jobs out here or I guess and same thing with you Caitlin um I think you had an internship first right so both of you guys will start with that question what brought you back to the west coast and or to the west coast and go from there yeah I uh I knew I wanted to be on the West Coast before I even left for college, but I wanted to have, I wanted to still have the East Coast experience just to also prove that the West Coast is better. <laughs> um, and so I knew I was coming back at some point after graduation. And then, uh, yeah, it was a job. I had a good job opportunity up here. Um, and I blindly moved up to Seattle without really having been here before. I love that. And I love that you have also managed to find so many people that went to the same college as you that are like around this area now. I think that's so funny. There's there manages to be like hubs of certain colleges because I know my grad school, there's now like a hub of us. I think there's like six of us out here that all kind of knew each other in school and are out here. Yeah, it's yeah, too funny. Everyone lives in Tacoma now, too. <laughs> yeah, and everyone lives in Tacoma. Like, yeah. So Caitlin, same thing, same question. Yeah, so I did that trip out here sophomore year of college, and then um, we visited family, and that family member ended up lining up an internship for me in Tacoma. So I spent a summer in Olympia, Washington, and then senior year of college, I graduated, and it was mid-pandemic, and I was basically like doing anything to get out of my house. I applied to like so many jobs and I wasn't hearing back and I was like, oh, I'll reach out to the company I interned with. And uh, originally it was a no. They're like, we don't need anyone. And then somebody left and two weeks later they were like, actually, we do need someone. Uh, can you be out here in August? And then, yeah, moved out here August 2020 and the rest is history. I love it. It's so fun. I love hearing how everybody gets out here because like in all honesty, especially with our friend group, everyone's kind of a transplant, like no one really grew yeah. up in this area. And so a little bit of background for our, the audience, for everybody, Maddie, Caitlin, and I all are, I, not that I'm not friends with all of my podcast guests, but like all of us, <laughs> we hang out and we adventure and we go and do these weekend trips together. And actually Caitlin and I used to live together. And then she introduced me to Maddie and we've done all kinds of really fun trips from skiing and to backpacking and just like day hikes and all kinds of different things, you know, depending. And Maddie and I have gone scuba diving together. She took me on my first <laughs> West Coast scuba diving. So thank you, Maddie. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. We saw an octopus on it. Yeah, giant Pacific octopus. It was it awesome. It was so cool. That was my first Pacific octopus. I had only seen um 
one in the Atlantic and those guys are much smaller. And so, yeah, that was really cool to see, especially as my first one and, um, or my first, on my first dive. So cool. So very fun hookups, right? Like, especially for a family, your size, that's seven people. That's over a thousand dollars just for the tickets, not including rentals for one day. Like, yeah, it was, it, it was crazy. We, my, um, grandma actually owned like a printing shop and we would work with like a local uh, ski agency. So they would train like trade printing for ski gear. <laughs> so like That's we so got funny. super lucky. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. That's so nice to have grown up in, in like an ability like that. Cause I know that there's so many people that they'll be in their twenties, thirties, forties, potentially their entire life and never even get to experience the sport of skiing or snowboarding. Like that's so yeah. cool that you got that ability and that finances weren't the, you know, burden that they are. I know for some yeah. people. Very so, mm-hmm. so Maddie, what about you? How did you get into, I guess, the outdoorsy in general and like as many outdoorsy sports as you are in? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I, I grew up in California. Um, I grew up pretty close to the beach. So I mean, I went to the beach all the time and mm-hmm. growing up and um, my dad was super into camping specifically car camping and road trips Mm. so we would go like every summer we'd have like a summer month road trip and we would just road trip around the west coast and camp different places hike fish uh go water rafting um and I always I, I cherished those road trips um, so I'm happy to sit in a car for like 12 hours to go somewhere cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love so much that. To and see. <laughs> There's so much out there. And that's so cool that like it, both of you guys as parents made it such a priority throughout um, your childhood to get outdoors and like go and experience those things. Because yeah, like we, like I've said, I can say it a hundred times over again, that like so many people don't get that privilege and that ability that they're raised by parents that also love the outdoors and want to expose them to stuff like that. So what would be you guys' expertise, your your experience of learning new skills now in your 20s? Because both of you guys have picked up sports that you didn't do when you were in your teens. So, and, you know, what does that kind of look like? How did you guys get into that? And like, how is the like learning process going yeah. For that. I think I think for learning new things, the biggest thing for me has been just making friends that do those things. Like I our other friend who um also used to be my roommate, Erica, she got me into bouldering and I had never done that before I moved out to Washington. And one day she was like, Oh, I'm gonna go climb. Do you wanna come? And I was like, Yeah, sure. And then we just kind of hung out at the gym and people were so nice. You could just, I mean, I kind of just walk up to people and I start asking questions and hopefully <laughs> they're nice. <laughs> and usually if you're at the climbing gym, they are. So yeah, that's just go make friends. Yeah, that's definitely, I think we have also done um, a really good job of our group being as well-rounded as it is. And everyone's kind of into these new things and whether they, they're the expert that is getting asked the questions or they're the ones asking the questions I think our group particularly the women that we surrounded ourselves with do such a good job of being transparent about sharing knowledge and being transparent about like I don't know (laughs) this you know like how do I learn more information about this how do I get there so yeah I think that's so we welcome questions our group welcomes questions for sure yeah yeah For sure. So speaking of our group, I wanted to um, share with the audience of like what a girl gang we have created and of all the people that we have found through various social medias and dating apps and um, all (laughs) kinds of different things. So like, I mean, we don't have to go into like, you know, everyone in our group's life story, but like, what is you guys' perspective on our group and like how everybody kind of met and like that kind of thing? Maddie, what do you think? Uh, I think, I think it's very random how we all met. It's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) It's like, oh, this person introduced this person and met through Facebook or, you know, like just random. Um, But I think we've got a good group of gals who want to push themselves 
and aren't afraid to get dirty, honestly. Um, (laughs) And I I love that. Like every weekend we are always up to something. Uh, Maybe not all together, but we're all up to something. And if we're not together, we have like great stories when we get back together (laughs) to tell. (laughs) I love it. I think how me and Maddie met is like really funny. I, when I first moved out here, kind of like, I don't know if you guys did this, but when you went to college, you like posted like a little about me and in order to like try and meet people. Well, I did that in a hiking group and I did a little about me and I was like, hi, I'm Caitlin. Like I just moved to Tacoma and like, I'm looking to find friends. And Maddie commented. And I think I just like randomly, I was like, "Mm, she looks cool. And then I messaged her and I was like, (laughs) I was like, let's go on a hike. And then Caitlin, wait, your profile had a uh, because I was looking on I was on that group for a little bit. I was like women who hike Washington or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I also I also just moved and it was in the middle of the pandemic and I didn't know anybody. Um, and so I joined that group and there was like a lot of I went on one hike, but everyone was kind of like in their 30s or 40s who had like kids and were kind of settling down. And I was like, that's not really like my vibe that I'm looking for. So then yeah. I was like trying to like figure out only comment on people who like looked younger and kind of, <laughs> yeah, in their twenties. Cause that's like where I am and who I want yeah. to hang out with. And Caitlin, your profile had like your graduation date on it. And I was like, I graduated the same year. So like, this is my age. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so funny. And I love, like, like you said, we have so many people that come from different various like social media outlets and I preach on here all the time about friendships coming from Facebook or Bumble BFF. And like, that's how, that's how I got connected with you guys. I went on a Bumble BFF date with our mutual friend, Erica. And then Erica and Caitlin went on a Bumble BFF date. Actually, I think you guys were friends before I was. And then Caitlin met Maddie through <laughs> Facebook. And then mm-hmm. Erica met our other friend, Kate, also through Bumble BFF, I think. No, I through Facebook. Yeah, that was through was like Facebook. PNW Outdoorsy Gals. I yeah, think that was something that like something like that. And then like Kate introduced us to her two roommates, and then like their neighbor. And <laughs> who else do we have in that group? Like Ruby, I just Ruby was my roommate. Oh yeah, we have. And now Ruby. I'm living with Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we just, like, took all the outdoorsy people, and we just, like, we ended up finding a circle, which I think is so funny, with, like, I can't remember who, oh, it was Lila that we, like, full circled. Mm -hmm. So, there's this other girl, Maddie, I don't think you ever met Lila. She was only, we were only, we were only friends with her. She was only here for a summer, so we only got a hot second of her. Um, But I met Lila through a girl who works at the same yoga studio as me and they met on Bumble BFF. This is wild guys. Okay. So I met this <laughs> yoga teacher who works at the same studio as me. She went on a Bumble BFF date with this girl, Lila. Then Erica and I lived together. Erica went on Bumble BFF or went on Facebook and found Kate. And then we invited Kate and I invited Lila to wine night. And then they were like, we live together. And we invited them completely separately. And then they were like, why are you in this group chat? And it turns out that they're roommates. And so it was just such a like full circle. We were like, wow, we really just like went through all the outdoorsy people in Tacoma and made them be our friend. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So funny. So what would be some advice that you guys give to particularly women because the outdoorsy space is just so male dominated. Like what advice would you guys give to women that are kind of trying to find similar to what we have other than, you know, like go on Facebook and find these things, Bumble BFF. Like we kind of gave that information, but like what advice do you guys have for them? Mm, I think my advice would be is it's really hard at first. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like hearing our story, it all just sounds like so easy and everything fell into place, but there were a couple years. Yeah, there were, like, the first, like, few months I was here, like, I was alone. Like, it was pandemic. I was, <laughs> had some sad girl hours. I was, like, I want to go hike, but I don't have anyone to go with. Um, but then, like, I eventually just was, like, you know what? I'm going to go do something on my own. And, like, taking that one hard first step was, like, the key to, like, making friends. <laughs> yeah. I think it was definitely, like, I moved here in 2019. And it wasn't until I met Erica that 
it like snowballed into what it is today. Cause I feel like once it started, it grew. So like our group grew so fast. We actually had to be like, okay, let's be careful with how many people we have to bring to all these things. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with Caitlin. I mean, it's, it definitely is hard and it takes time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I, I still am sometimes the only girl on an outdoor adventure. Um, and it's, it's tough and you definitely feel it and realize it, but you know, um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I just like push through and I I'm out there having a good time. I'm not really thinking about it. I'm thinking about my own personal relationship with nature and how I'm feeling out there and I'm loving every second of it. Um, and, but having a group of girls out there with me, like just makes my smile even bigger, honestly, <laughs> like it's just so much more fun. <laughs> Cause you got to goof around and you know, everyone's, everyone has the same mindset. You find women who want to be outdoors, we all have similar mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel I like think- the communication like too, is like a lot bigger. I've noticed like when I go out with a group of women, there's tend to be like more communication and like decision-making versus when I've gone out with like guy friends. I don't know if that's yeah. too stereotypical, but I feel I like know. it's just more, it's just more questions being asked, like reassurance, confirmation kind of thing than, than, you know, they they seem to have some like communication that is non communicable. <laughs> they just look at each yeah. other and they're like, good, good, cool. <laughs> like cool, solid. All right, not good. Um <laughs> no, I need to I breathe. Need, I need to breathe. Um, but I think it's so cool. My favorite adventures are always, you know, like with our girl group, you know, like our backpacking trip this last year that we all came from different areas for the backpacking trip like a bunch of us came up from Tacoma you guys came up from Seattle when we did um was it Thorpe Mountain that all of us were there oh yeah that was one of my favorite backpacking trips of the summer and it was like unexpected too yeah it was very like well most of our trips are last minute let's be real um (laughs) they're like they're like hey want to do this thing in two days Thank God everything's close enough that we can decide that. But um, yeah, so what made that your favorite backpacking trip or one of your favorite backpacking trips this summer? So for me, I had a friend visiting from college. She lives in Portland and we ended up, she wanted to go on a backpacking trip and she had never been on one before. Mm, And so I was like, oh, like between all of my friends, like we have plenty enough gear for you to use for the night. Like I can show you the ropes. Yeah. And so I chose one that was like, I, I thought it was going to be pretty chill. Uh, Karina might disagree with that. <laughs> okay. But... I had other factors that were influencing my hiking <laughs> abilities that day. Okay. She was just really tired and it was hot. <laughs> I was hungover, guys. Like I was hungover. I was very hungover. <laughs> I, I like that. that we're being real. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was really cool to show my friend Maya the mountains for the first time, do her first backpacking trip. And we ended up like the trail was, it says it wasn't well-maintained, but it wasn't too badly. Like you just had to walk through some bushes. It wasn't hard to yeah. navigate. Yeah. Um, I mean, the trail was clear. The trail was yeah. clear. It was just uh, so scorching hot. <laughs> it was hot. Yeah. Um, and we finally like got all the way to the top and just the views of Mount Rainier and I think it was Couches Lake below it. Um, and just the view of like the mountains around us. We had this whole ridge line to ourselves. And we ended up like only seeing two groups the whole time that we were out there. We um, went stargazing that night. Like I that learned that so Maddie. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Maddie is obsessed with stars. Um, and then we just had a good time hanging out and the next day we like walked down and had the whole lake to ourselves we had an alpine lake and we went swimming oh yeah and, and we, we ended up chasing dogs, dogs. dogs. yeah <laughs> yeah we <laughs> had to walk through some yucky water and it wasn't bad. just I think something had died in there and I <laughs> bandit bandit is one of our friend's dogs and he was like I'm not swimming anymore because he's a little chunky and <laughs> I had to go swim it was a, it big was a swim. long swim. He was, yeah. he was a champ, but I was like, homeschool, you got to get back because um, I can't leave you on the side of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I just think 
that whole trip was so special because we just had I, it was just like having nature to ourselves and just having mm-hmm. a good time and I, I I don't know I just loved it it was such a good sunset too and the stars oh, yeah. and that was the night the second time that we saw Elon Musk's satellites yes like, oh my gosh Maddie yeah. tell us about that because and yeah slash reference the Whistler trip because that was hilarious the first oh my god yeah it's the it's his Starlink satellites and the satellites if you haven't seen this before it is like the wildest thing ever especially if you don't know it exists yeah because we didn't know it existed <laughs> And what it looks like, it's like a train of satellites that are like perfectly evenly spaced and they're the brightest satellites in the sky. Yeah. And they just come out of one side and they're perfectly evenly spaced and then they disappear off the other side. And it, they look yeah, like aliens. There were some crazy thoughts. We, yeah, there are yeah. aliens, like missiles, like all of those were going through. We were my like, we're going to die. This. Like yeah. the yeah, the first time we saw this, we were like, we literally all stared at it for like 10 minutes. And no yeah. one stopped to think to like Google it. We were just like, what is happening here? <laughs> and then the second time on this trip, I can't remember who actually spotted them the on the Thorpe Mountain trip, but I feel like it was someone who hadn't seen them before. And then yeah, we were like, I think oh. it was Charlotte, my friend Charlotte. Because yeah. I was telling her the this, this story about how we saw in a whistler. And then she, I think she saw them first. She's yeah. like, is that it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That trip was so fun. And yeah, the view of Rainier, the fact that we had the whole place to ourselves was just wild. Like that was so that was cool. magical. It was a fire lookout and no one was up there. And that whole like the way that it was set up um, was kind of like on a ridge line. So it was really cool that we were able to get our tent really close together, but still be on, you know, like where tents. Oh my gosh, I can't Durable surfaces. Durable surfaces. I was like trail. Mm-hmm. It's not trail, dirt, something. Durable surfaces. Thank you. Um, so practicing our leave no trace. Um, but yeah, it's just that trip was really fun. So Maddie, what was one of your favorites from... Honestly, pick all of Washington, like ever since you've been here, because not just, I know I just made it really, Maddie's eyes just got really big. She was like, I'm overwhelmed. Um, Favorite trip in Washington? Favorite trip in Washington, like summer, winter, yeah, um, spring mountaineering. I mean, uh, I'm Rainier was really, I feel like I could just talk about Rainier because everyone knows that. I was going to talk about a different mountain, but I realized like no one really knows what that is, so. I think both can you can absolutely just elaborate (laughs) on one that people don't know so feel do what do whatever but also on Rainier one Caitlin and I actually saw you going up which is so cool that was awesome it was so funny like Caitlin and I went touring up at so ski touring so we were able to hike up on skis um around the Rainier area and Caitlin was like yeah Maddie and her boyfriend Jeremy are heading up today and I was like oh cool like didn't think too much of it and then I realized that Maddie was still behind us and then Caitlin and I were stopping for lunch and then Caitlin looks and is like I think that's Jeremy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, no way. And you guys are like little dots, like cannot, yeah. we're like, we're so far away, but she somehow recognizes how Jeremy is walking. <laughs> and then there is one split border of this entire group. And we're like, yep, that's Maddie. And then all of a sudden yep. we're like, <laughs> and then, and then this like group calls you to like turn around and you're like, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> waving we're across like, the yeah, snow like, field <laughs> that was awesome you guys was, like cheered me on it was great yeah. oh I'm so excited for you okay so tell yeah. us about that tell us how that experience yeah was. Rainier was a ton of fun we actually did it in like end of June of last year and last year was super weird because we got a bunch of snow in May do you guys remember that it was like winter again in May and like yeah, we are coming wild. up to like our Rainier date and we're like, oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to do this because it's still winter conditions. And of course, like that weekend was perfect. It was gorgeous and sunny. I think it was the first day in Seattle. It was like 70 degrees. So it was like gorgeous view from the top there. Um, and it was a ton of fun because we actually, the group I did it with was the group I went to Ecuador with like five months earlier and climbed some other big volcanoes down there. Um, so it was fun that we were all like back together in Seattle doing another big peak, another big volcano. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun. And then we 
we so we split boarded or I split boarded everyone else like is on skis uh up to Camp Mirror we slept there woke up at like 2 3 a.m or something like that started hiking up hit the summit and then came back down to camp put on our put on my snowboard and got to ski down the rest of it um which definitely saved my legs <laughs> would recommend split boarding or backcountry skiing up mountains instead of hiking. <laughs> I, if there's snow. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if there's not, you're just like, Oh, wait a second. Mm. <laughs> I, I can, I can imagine Karina. <laughs> okay. You know what? Fair. Would you like Karina to elaborate? And I, <laughs> Karina and I went on another adventure. We did the same tour at uh, paradise and, it was later on. I think it was in June, right? A month later. I thought it was July. Yeah, it might have been July. July. You guys saw me in June. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then, so then it was July. Then it was it was in July, and we decided we were going to come down the same exact way that we did the first time. And when we did that, <laughs> there wasn't snow over some of it, and it was. Like, I really thought there would be, guys. I'm. <laughs> I really thought there would be. <laughs> And we and we both made the decision to go down. So like it was <laughs> all like we both were like thinking it was gonna be okay. And then we're just like me, like ungracefully falling through this like mountain meadow, like heather stuff. I felt so bad for the plants, but I was like, I know we were definitely not life. leave no tracing. We were just like, how do we get down from here? We couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was not it was, it was not our finest moment. No, I got like a ranger like ended up seeing me and like walking me through like I was like I'm gonna throw my skis like I feel safer that way and the ranger was like don't throw your skis like you know <laughs> get down carefully and I'm like crying <laughs> I'm like honestly let her chuck it like if you need to chuck the skis let her um Taylor, so were you funny. actually crying or were you like um I think I was like crying no you I didn't know what to say he was definitely she was definitely on the verge. If not, I think you. I think you had were actually you like, cried. I think you were, were like, you like Ruby Mountain crying. Uh, no, <laughs> that I actually cried there. I was like just stressed and like I just like stopped thinking. Like I'm not stopped thinking, but I just like I don't know. She was, I was not just, receiving like, I have to get information. Down. You were just yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was definitely yeah. done. What's fun? What's funny? Not funny. Um, is like was it that trip that I freaked? No, it was the last trip. The first the one, one. the one we saw mm-hmm. Maddie on, I cried on because I mm-hmm. fell on a kick turn and it was like, so ego was like shot. Oh, I yeah. could not figure out how to get this kick turn. And we were on like that really steep section where a lot of people boot yep, pack yep. and we were trying really yeah, hard yeah. to, to just kick turn as far as we could before we had to take the skis off. And I just in my head was like I cannot slide all the way down this mountain and have to hike back up and like really that is what made me cry and I was like maybe I don't like backcountry skiing and like literally in that moment I had that thought run through my head and then I cried and Kayla was like what would you what do you want me to do here and I was like just be here just just sit here (laughs) And I we, we've like, all had moments in the mountains where we've cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like it doesn't, it's not a real trip unless someone cries. Either cho- cr- uh, tears of joy or tears of despair or yeah. tears of fear. Tears of <laughs> exactly. Some kind of tears happen at some point. I, you feel, know? I feel like that kick turn is like such a universal experience though. Like <laughs> I did my first big tour with Maddie and we were doing Ruby Mountain and I did kick turn and I literally fell and went down like four kick turns probably. Oh my and I God. just like looked up at her and she, she looked down at me and like I just kind of laughed. <laughs> I just <laughs> cried a little. Yeah. And what's funny is like you lose it too. I did my first kick turn this season and I completely ate it. And I was like, I don't, I clearly, I look like this is my first time ever going out but it's not and I'm like on the floor like rolling trying to get my skis to like line up and of course someone caught it on video of course gosh yeah I think that's my favorite part of everybody being pretty socially social media conscious in our group is like we videotape everything and I love it I think it's so funny it's such good like memories to look back on 
So what would you guys say to like people who are hearing this and are like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like they are like getting into hiking or they want to get into the, some of the things that we've been talking about. Like what advice would you give? And maybe even giving to your younger self when they moved here for the first time and like, or tried these sports for the first time, like what kind of advice would you give to them? I I think go ahead okay sorry um (laughs) my my tips for people that I have told you guys too I've even tried to recruit Karina um I made skiing like more accessible by working at a ski resort in the local area so -hmm. that I can get discounted gear get access to lessons um get access to mountains and even other mountains through teaching at that resort um and I think if I could tell my younger self when I moved here like you don't have to learn everything at once I think that when I first got here I wanted to do it all like right then and there but a lot of it just comes with time Mm. yeah so like actually pacing yourself and like you don't you don't have to learn everything yeah I think Mm -hmm. like I want to like in my head I'm like oh like I want to go do something really big like if I want to go do Rainier or something that's not going to happen overnight Mm -hmm. I you know I went and did Ruby Mountain with Maddie and I was like oh like this is really hard and you know I'm going to need to like you have to like take baby steps in action like in order to see like what kind of like actions you're going to need to like practice or um, what you're going to need to work on to accomplish bigger goals. Yeah. And I think like to that, you know, like point is you don't necessarily have to be moving at the same pace as your friends. You know, like I I don't know Maddie's background, like prior to meeting her and how fast you got to the point where you are, but I'm gonna bet you moved a lot faster than like Caitlin or I are moving right now as far as like learning these new skills, because I feel like that is just your personality type. Um, but you know, to everyone else, like we know people like my partner, his first ever ski was first ever time he went skiing was when he summited Mount Adams. First time he summited Mm -hmm. a mountain was Mount Rainier, you know, like there's people that do that. And then there's people that are like, us who are taking steps like season by season, season by season, we are moving a little bit bigger each and every time, right? Getting up in bigger Mm -hmm. mountains, doing bigger things, learning more to increase our risk tolerance. So that way we are, and we do feel comfortable in those bigger terrains. So yeah. Yeah. What about, what do you have to? Yeah. I think um, one of my tips is I I know Facebook is kind of dead, but that's honestly like such Mm -hmm. a good way to join quick communities in your local area I mean I think I'm part of like women who split board in the PNW Facebook group like women who hike Washington like just these random Facebook groups that I no longer use anymore but when I first like moved up here it was like an easy way to realize that people are doing outdoorsy things that I want to get into Mm -hmm. every weekend if I want to reach out and join them Um, and there's also like local like even like the outdoor gear companies like REI, Evo, I know Gearhouse, they have these social gatherings and community events where you can go and like learn how to wax your skis. And I think that'd be like, that's a great place to go and like chat with people who ski, make some friends there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of my tips. The other would be kind of based off what you guys were just talking about is like pushing yourself is go with a group that maybe pushes you a little bit more that's maybe Mm -hmm. at a higher skill level than you not all the time because then you're just going to get exhausted (laughs) and it's not going (laughs) to be as fun but I think every now and then I think it's a great way for you to kind of learn where your own boundaries are and I think knowing that in the outdoors is very important know your limits um, but also being able to like push your limits a little bit yeah very good for sure I think like that is such a good advice um or that is such good advice to like push yourself and go with those people that know more than you but also you know 
there's nothing wrong with going with people who also don't know as much as you and or know as much as you. And so you're going out and you're learning these things together and learning from each other. And yeah, I will preach Facebook groups on every single podcast, I think, because like, (laughs) yeah, they truly are such a good resource. And the people who are welcoming in the outdoorsy world are very welcoming. And Mm -hmm. the people who aren't, well, they can shoo-shoo out of here. So, (laughs) you know, there are absolutely, you're going to run into people who are not, not as welcoming into the outdoor space, which is unfortunate, but it's also, you know, it's part of any community. There are people that are just like, little nastier, a little more entitled to their knowledge. Um, But that's okay because there are plenty of people who are willing to share the knowledge. And, you know, I know Caitlin and Maddie are both very willing to share all kinds of their knowledge. And if you are in the Pacific Northwest, if you're in the Seattle area, if you're in the Tacoma area, like reach out to them. They are such a good resource from all kinds of different things. So kind of wrapping up a little bit. one thing... One thing I want to add to what you were just saying, Mm -hmm. um, when you're looking for friends and, you know, groups to go out with, I think it's super important to find people that, you know, are going to respect your decisions and where you're at. Um, I know like our group is amazing with that. Um, I know with Karina and Maddie, there's been times where I've been like, I think I'm at a point where I need to turn around and not once where they like, no, we're going to keep going. They're like, okay, like, let's take a minute. Let's take a breath. Like, you know, we're going to see what we need to do. And I know that before, like I had made friends on Facebook groups and they were like, not willing to respect that boundary. And I just think it's really important in the outdoors. Like if I had to go back and tell my younger me that like, that's a non-negotiable in friends. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should have the ability to say no to whatever it is. Like whether it's a risk tolerant thing, it's a, how far you want to go, what time, even what time you want to wake up for that adventure. Like (laughs) everyone deserves to have a say. Now, whether you go with that say, like you can be reasoned out of it, but, uh, you know, everyone deserves to have their opinion heard in every single one of the adventures or whatever that you're doing. I think that mm-hmm. was like one of the biggest things I learned in my airy course, the avalanche training course that mm-hmm. one takes to go into the backcountry, um, was that you need to speak up. If you don't feel comfortable, you need to speak up right then and there because it's yeah. your safety. Um, yeah. and that was something that like, I was always kind of maybe embarrassed to do at first. It's like, Oh, I don't want these people to think I'm slow or that I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then learning that I was like, okay, no, I need to speak up. And therefore I think that also like taught me to then respect and listen to when people are doing the same to me. Right. Or saying yeah. uh, they're mm-hmm. not comfortable. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, that was my biggest lesson that I learned from the Airy course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like it, it goes more than just, you know, going up. It's also, you know, the going down part as well. Like whether you're hiking, you're skiing, you're boarding whatever you're doing climbing like having the ability to be like this is also not in my skill set like that's okay um I know like there are plenty of people that are like oh I can hang with the big dogs and it's like okay but if you if you don't make it out alive there are no big dogs Mm -hmm. to play with um Mm -hmm. so you know just like it doesn't matter if you don't feel uncomfortable you need to tell the group that you feel uncomfortable, right? And having the ability to say no to whatever it is, if whether it's, you know, the challenge of going uphill or if it's the stuff that you're skiing down, like the ability to say no and being like, I don't feel comfortable in my abilities. Cause it doesn't mean that you can't come back and do it later when you have more skill set or feel more confident in your abilities, because we can always get better. We can always come back the mountain's not going to go anywhere. And I think that's like such a big remembrance. Like we need to remember Mm -hmm. this, like the mountain's not going to go anywhere. Like, don't get me wrong. Global warming exists and (laughs) things are going to change, but (laughs) you know, next year you can summit that same mountain. You can go for that same thing. You can do that same hike again. And like, it may look a little different, but you can do it again. Exactly. Yeah. We all live here now. Yeah. We all live here now. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll kind of start to wrap up, Um, but what is some last nugget of information or wisdom you would like to share to other, not just outdoorsy females, but just like outdoorsy people in general 
um, that you would like to share, I'll have Caitlin go first. Dang, I was hoping you picked Maddie first. <laughs> um, outdoorsy nugget of info. Uh, I think just like remember the reason why you're going outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, I think all of us can be guilty of this. Is like just trying to cram so much adventures into such a short little time and Mm -hmm. I've noticed that it's really fun to cram all the adventures in but I've realized like when I'm just like slowing down and really enjoying the weekend and you know taking a book and sitting by the lake and just you know remembering why I'm out there like going and walking around taking pictures and just enjoying nature is like when I'm having the most fun yeah I think all of us has experienced the yes burnout I think all of us <laughs> yeah. have crashed very hard in our yes, friends yeah. <laughs> from saying yes <laughs> to too many it's, things it's so easy there's so much to do there's it's so like, much there's so much Seattle pressure to, in the summer so to like do something big every weekend it's mm-hmm. exhausting and I really like last summer I think I realized it and I was like I have to take a step back and like it's okay to take a Saturday off and sleep in and not do Imagine something that. outdoorsy. And like, it's so hard. It's like, yeah. I need so all of us. Inc- I don't know. All <laughs> of us need to listen to this again next summer when we're burning ourselves out again. Because like next summer, we're going to be like, no, keep going. No, no, no. We can't sleep in. No, no, no. Another, another this, volcano. <laughs> Especially because I'll be gone for like two months. I'll be gone yeah. for two months. So you better believe when I get back, we are cramming everything in one summer in one month (laughs) maddie goes from i need to take a break to we're cramming everything in within 30 seconds (laughs) so my advice to future me and to future all of us is to it's okay to take a break and like take a breather take a day off you don't yeah you have next summer like yeah 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 there's always another summer there's always another mountain and our list never gets shorter, you know, no, and that's the thing. Getting like, longer. The more things we check off, the more we add, which is wonderful and terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm doubling what I'm adding to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm checking Ooh. off. Yeah. Okay, cool. So where can they find you? What are you involved in? Like a call to action for all these people to like either get to know you or, you know, um, buy your products Caitlin or help support some profits (laughs) that you have Maddie so Caitlin let's start with you so you can follow me at weed and wonders on Instagram I started this like Instagram as kind of a a place to post a whole bunch of hiking pictures because I felt like I was spamming my original Instagram and now (laughs) I kind of only use this Instagram so feel free to check it out I'm also working on creating a website it should be done very soon so I'll post about that on Instagram and then I also have a YouTube it's brand new you can go check it out it's also at weed and wonders Uh, I sell prints and they're also on my insta so yeah the prints are really good we have some hanging in our living room and then you're the background on my phone and yeah, you think you what have else? I think pictures hanging in our house too. I think yeah. we've got two or three. She's I feel honored. She's incredible, guys. So if you are you love just like pictures of nature, she does such an incredible job. And you can get it literally shipped right to your house. So and go check your out. screen too. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't see anything on the website that you want, you can just DM me on Instagram and I can make it for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we'll put all of that in the show notes. And we'll link her Instagram, we'll link her website if it's up by the time this uh, episode airs, which hopefully it will be. (laughs) (laughs) She's adding me. (laughs) I hope all of you are able to uh, uh, click the link to her website by the time this airs. Um, But in the meantime, (laughs) Maddie, what you get? Websites are hard. It took me months to launch mine. (laughs) I do math. Yeah. You engineers. Uh, I uh, I have uh, my personal Instagram, Maddie Pickett. Uh, I'm private though, so I probably won't. <laughs> you can totally request to follow me, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also run um, our Surfrider Seattle chapters Instagram. Um, 
Surf Rider is a national nonprofit that is dedicated to protecting our oceans, waves, and beaches. Um, and I've been volunteering with them for like four years now. Um, we host beach cleanups and we have guest speakers and hopefully Karina's going to teach some yoga to Hell one of yeah. our cleanups this summer. Yes, I am. So excited. Um, but yeah, we are Surfrider Seattle uh, or Surfrider S-E-A on Instagram. Um, and yeah, we we love support. And right now we're actually uh, in legislative session. So we're trying to pass some bills to uh, reduce plastic pollution, which is pretty cool. Fun. So cool. Is, us. <laughs> is there anything that people can do to like help with that legislation? Yeah. So we, we post action alerts, um, as they are needed on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. Um, we also have a newsletter that goes out that sends legislative updates. Um, cool. so yeah, if you see an action alert, those usually mean like you have to click the link and like sign in pro within 24 hours. <laughs> so it's pretty quick. <laughs> yes. Sounds yes. good. Well, put those alerts on and then uh, people will be able to do all of that very quickly. So sounds like you need to follow Surfrider if you want to get Maddie's attention rather than her personal Instagram. Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. I love it. Well, all of that will be linked in the show notes, my friends. Um, And that is what I have for you, Maddie. Caitlin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you both. And um, I will see you both this weekend to celebrate Miss Whedon Wander's birthday. And uh, and we will be- I know. Oh, so Caitlin, share (laughs) with them what we are doing for your birthday. Uh, I think it's so fun. We got an Airbnb in Port Angeles and we are going to go- and try and ski and surf on the same day and we all Only can ski but uh, I don't know if any of us can surf I think Maddie can surf but it should be a show <laughs> it should be a show so if you're in the Port Angeles area join us <laughs> um, but uh only for you I will uh ski and then surf in the middle of winter in yes. the Pacific Ocean Ridiculous. yeah I got the Florida girl yeah I don't know why I agreed to this and I only have a five millimeter wetsuit like I don't know Mm -mm. I I told Caitlin I was like should I uh, just surf in my dry suit honestly cold is a state state of mind guys like I don't think I'll be able to paddle in my dry suit but I'll be warm you'll be warm you'll be good oh man all right friends that is what we have for you thank you both I appreciate you you. thank you I will talk to you all in the next episode.